0: imagine what it would be like to live with focus? In this episode, the second in our Living Mindfully series, we take a deep dive at how to make that possible. Welcome back. I'm Gilay Ross, author of Living Beautifully and host of the Power Up podcast, where we share real life inspiration based on timeless Torah
1: wisdom. Back everyone so this is week two of our living mindfully course and we're actually going to look at living with focus right now so anyone that didn't yet listen to last week's that's fine you can catch up later you know each the way the way that this course is designed that pretty much it does build on each other but you can just jump into to whichever week you are um so what i want to do is last week i kind of gave you homework does anyone remember what the homework was by the way
2: be mindful of the fact that god
1: is in our lives at least once a day and the second one was talk to god twice a day
2: show that we believe in him
1: right so to talk to god twice a day and 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 that really what, what we spoke about and you can always catch it up on the podcast is um is how that really shows that we believe in god did anyone get a chance to do it even once and wants to share yes how was it
3: it yep. was um i used to for a while there i was doing this and um i'm finally getting back into it but when i sister cast i just lost faith this last week i would remember and talk to him and- about losing faith we, th- we think of
1: faith as as kind of like you have faith or you don't have faith um, I don't actually think that that's what faith is. I think faith is like a continuum. You know, we go from having that relationship to questioning that relationship. And and the, the truth is oftentimes in our life, at some point in our life, something happens that kind of like shakes that faith. Right. So I don't want to call I, I prefer to refer to it as a deepening of the faith right because it's at the end of the day faith is really faith in god is really a relationship with god right and just like any relationship it's never stagnant there's always times where you feel more connected times where you feel more distant and when you work through those times where you have where you feel you know you feel you know you 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 have those things that shake it and you work through them then what ends up happening oftentimes is it strengthens the relationship, right? It makes it more real, right? That's why kind of, you know, um, the difference, right? When you see a young couple, right, that are just um, 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 starting to date or they just got engaged, what do we say?
3: we say yes but when
1: what do we say about them we say oh how cute right right that 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 phase is very cute when you see an older married couple let's Mm. say someone who are late in their 70s 80s right what do we say and have been married for many many years we don't say they're cute we say how special right Mm. because we recognize that in the beginning of something it's it's um um it's beautiful but it's 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 kind of cute it's not
2: easier too it's it's like, easier the it's like the
3: honeymoon story.
2: it's the honeymoon
1: it's like, phase exactly yeah. and and it's and it's 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 not yet real real right but when you see someone a couple that been married together for a long time you know they've weathered storms together Right. You know that they've gone through stuff and they've worked through it and they've built something beautiful. And I think it's the same thing with our relationship with God. So when we have those things that like shake our relationship and and, and make us, you know, um, um, work through things and we stick inside the relationship, even if we're feeling less connected, it's it's a deepening. It's it's a making of, it's a deepening of that faith and it makes it more real. So thank you for sharing. It. so So this week we're going to kind of look at focus right and it's interesting because does anyone here ever struggle with focus getting distracted in life (laughs) all day long right um um, yes like I think my most my most common phrase that I say is like what was I in the middle of doing right now (laughs) right and I don't know if we talk about it or not uh, uh, um, a lot right so so let's let's we're gonna we're gonna kind of look at what is focus right and and we're going to look at it again from from the lens of basically this course is based on the six constant mitzvah so we're going to look at it from the second um um, mitzvah do we yeah we have it on the sheet so if you have the sheet you can you, you you can figure it out but before we start with the second mitzvah what distracts us in life
3: everything (laughs) anything yes the The
1: phone yes yes and and it's interesting because um I think you know the phone I think is like distraction on steroids kind of thing but even without a phone you can still get distracted although it's very interesting because I find like you know how how they they talk so much about like phone and how it impacts your sleep and and I get to kind of experience that because on Shabbat I don't Mm -hmm. have my phone on me right Mm -hmm. and it's like Friday night I sleep better, right, you know, it's about, it's about day I could do more of what I want to do because it's not there, and then you switch on. I switch on my phone like, after Shabbat, i like, everyone's fine, like the whole world is, is you know, they manage just fine without me, it's very disappointing, <laughs> yeah, Um. okay, anything else that kind of um, distracts us? Everything I have to
2: do, Okay, yes. Like, kind of comes in on the side. Um there's a word for them. Intrusive
1: thoughts. Intrusive thoughts. Yep. And I think sometimes we kind of feel like um, you know, like life distracts us as well. I remember when, when we lived in, in Manchester, I was working primarily with um parents of, of uh young children, and one of the things that came up so often in in that was like you know kids distract us right like my life distracts us and wherever we are in our life right like if i can use your example i have such a great plan for today and then like water spills on my computer right life distracts us so so what are we going to do about this right how, how how we how are we going to um look at this so what is mitzvah number two
3: To believe in God's other than Hashem.
1: Exactly. Not to believe in God's other than Hashem. What on earth does that have to do with living a focused life? Any ideas? Uh, Yes. uh, So, I mean, I meditate a lot,
3: so I know about trying to focus. And yes, during meditation, you focus on, say, your breath or say whatever you want, the
2: sounds. So... I feel as though if you're focusing on Hashem, it
1: will keep you more centered grounded. and grounded. Oh. Yes, and I and and if I can, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit, right? <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate by asking the question, right? And only if you feel free to answer it. But I think not many of us grapple with this mitzvah, right? Like wherever we are in our Jewish journey, right? And the diverse group of people. Some of us are, are, are are you know, being connected and do are more religious. Some of us are less religious. Wherever you are in your religious journey, very few of us grapple with, oh, I really, really, really should work on not serving other gods or not believing in other gods. Right. <laughs> it used to be, I think, years and years and years ago. And it's actually an interesting, um, it's an interesting historical thing that, it was a real thing, right? The challenge of for people was to believe in God or to believe in other gods, right? Today, our challenge is believe in God or believe in nothing, right? Very few of us are like, oh my gosh, I wish, you know, I, I wish I could stop worshipping that idol, or I wish I could, I, I, you know, I could stop believing in, in other gods, right? We could talk about belief in God and, and making that real and making it relevant to our life, but like this, like, you know, it's pretty much that one that we can kind of check off. You know, like there's there's one um um in in Jewish preschools they have something called a mitzvah note, right? Where where which is a very cute program where they where they ask parents to send in a little a little note of, um saying that my child did this well, right? My child shared his toys. My child went to bed on time. So there's a story going around that there was a a family. Apparently, this happens sometimes where the kid was like not. Behaving, not listening, not doing anything. So the mom sent him in with a note that says, My child didn't serve any other idols, right? <laughs> right. So again, it's like the one that you can pull out, you know. I had a terrible day yesterday, but you know what? At least I didn't serve any idols. <laughs> um, right. So so it doesn't before we can even figure out what it's got to do with living a focused life, we got to figure out whether it's anything to do with our life. So let's start with a brief history of idol worship, right? Now, it's actually very fascinating. I don't know if you, any of you have have, have learned about it yet or not, but does anyone know how idol worship actually started?
2: Was it the golden calf?
1: Way, way, way before yeah. then. Way before then. So here's the thing. Way back in, in time, you know, in the, from the beginning of days, people looked around at the world, they believed in God, and and they saw the sun, the moon, the stars, and they were like, "Wow, this is such an incredible system, right The solar system is such an incredible system. It must be that God wants us to honor it, to praise it to 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 thank it right So that's how they started. They started because they made a mistaken um belief they had a mistaken idea that um sorry, that um." Apologies for that. They had a mistaken belief a belief that God wanted them to also give honor, praise, and and worship these solar systems. From there, what happened was that they they built temples and they started, right? It branched out from that. Now, in the Torah, when the Torah talks about believing in other gods, it's it's it talks about it as such a such an evil thing right now when you look at it in 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 perspective right if it started from a place where they it's not that they didn't believe in God they believed that there was a God and they believed that God had created all these things and they believed that God wanted them to do this right what's so terrible about it right why was it such why is it such a terrible thing that the Torah keeps saying you know it's it's um evil and it's you know it's, it's it's one of the it's one of the ten commandments it's one of these six consonances that we have to always do like I get it's bad but why is it so bad any thoughts about why it's so bad
3: yes God says he's a jealous God he or she says he says God is a jealous God and do not have any adults before me before him and so um that's I just feel he's jealous. And he and he's the ruler of everything. And like when Abraham destroyed all his father's idols, they couldn't lift a finger for him to stop it.
1: So I, I, I wanna I wanna I wanna clarify that story because it's great, it's a great story. So for anyone that that um knows, just imagine you're hearing it for the first time again, right? So what um Avraham's father Terach was kind of like the idol worship maven in those days, right? And he had a store, and people would come and buy and buy idols from him. Now he, it, he was once going away, so he left his son Abraham in charge of the idol worship, of the idol store. And Avraham believed in God and believed in one God um what we call monotheism right um so what happens is uh, he he smashed all the idols so his father comes back and there's one idol remaining right the biggest idol remaining with a axle or whatever it is in his arm so he walks around he's like he, he walks in and obviously he's like oh my goodness like this is his entire livelihood right and he turns around to his son abraham and he says i gave you one job right what happened So he says, Abraham says, okay, it wasn't me. This is what happened, right? This is how it went down. He says, a woman came in and she wanted to give a sacrifice to the idols. And I turned around for like one moment and all the idols started shouting uh, and fighting, right? Because they all wanted the sacrifice. And um, then what happened is the biggest idol went and smashed all the other idols up and took the sacrifice for himself. Abraham, you're all smiling, right? Because we all know it's a ridiculous story, right? And Abraham's father, Terech, was also like, Abraham, come on, right? Like, you're going to do something like this? Come up with a better story, right? Something more believable. He's like, we know that idols can't smash each other out. So Abraham says to him, Abraham says, so how could you worship something that doesn't have power? Now, we hear the story sometimes. If we heard it when we were young, we hear it, we just take it in. We hear it, right? But there's such an obvious question in this story. And, and, and that is that Abraham's father, Terah was an intelligent being, right? He was an intelligent person. If he was able to run an idol worship business, right? We often think of the people back in those days as like not as intelligent as us, but he was intelligent. He was intelligent. And if his, his son can... Trip him up and say, hold on a second, how can you serve idols that don't um that don't have any power? Like, what was he? A fool? Like he didn't realize that on his own? Any ideas? Like what's going on? How how, how it doesn't the story doesn't make sense, right? Like, it can't be that it just it was this point in his life where he kind of realized, oh my goodness, you're right, Avraham, right? I'm just going to take a quick
0: break to remind you that if you're enjoying this podcast, you'll love my new book, Living Beautifully, which is packed full of insights, relevant insights in how to bring more meaning, love and joy into your life.
1: You can order it on the link in the show notes. So here's the thing. Yes, we're you going to say something?
2: Oh, I was going to say, like, I mean, you can look around at society today and you see the same thing like there's lots of businesses that serve what people want even if it seems kind of ridiculous or it doesn't um like quite make sense like they are and
1: i think you said that you said it there right that serves what people want right and there is a kind of a want here that was being served by idol worship and i think when we understand what this was filling will understand why it's super relevant for our lives, okay? So here's the thing, we think of idol worshippers idols as these like stone things that had nothing and and people that serve them as just like stupid, they didn't realize that this idol didn't have any power. Idols actually did have power, right? The way Hashem created the world, the way God created the world, is that he brought into the world parallel powers, right? So you can bring a miracle into this world um from you can bring a miracle into this world through holy ways right that is how we have miracles in this world through prayer and the talmud is full of stories and even even you know today we have stories of people who pray or do things and 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 something miraculous happens right like medically something happens or something else happens right and um there's a parallel way to bring miracles into this world. And that is by tapping in to the dark forces, right? God created the world balanced. So you can always do things good or bad, right? Through holy channels or through evil channels, right? Through the good way or through the dark way. And that is really, if we're talking about bringing miracles into the world, through black magic, right? So people who understood black magic, what they would do is they would attach it to the idol, right? And that is how their idol became popular, right? Because they had this black magic, and they would say, if you sacrifice this, or you sacrifice a child, or you sacrifice, you know, money, whatever, I will help you bring what you need in your life, right? So in those days, what was it that they needed? They needed livelihood, they needed health, Right. So if there wasn't rain, there were two options. What does someone who who doesn't, who, what is someone who has an idol? He needs rain. What does he do? Rain, rain,
3: rain. Rain, rain, rain. He,
1: he goes to the idol, right? He goes to the idol. He takes whatever the currency, the idol, that idol um, um took. Right. Which which every idol had a different currency. He gives it. Mm-hmm. And then they might then rain would come. Right. Someone who doesn't believe in, in, in idol worship. What are they going to do? Yeah. They go to the source, right? They go directly to the source. They go to Hashem. They daven. They'll go through the process of introspection. Of, right, I don't know why this is happening, but what can I learn from this? What can I do better in my life? Right. So now do you see why idol worship is such a distraction? Right. Because we are here in this world. For a purpose, right? And that purpose, again, we, we, we kind of fleshed it out last, last week. We, we hear it in this world for a purpose, and that purpose is to take, play our part in bringing the world closer to perfection, right? And that is through becoming better people, through developing our relationship with God, through doing mitzvahs, through bringing the Torah alive into the world, right? And every single thing that happens in our life is an opportunity for us to play our part to bring the world closer to perfection, right? Now, does it ever happen that something happens in our life and we don't use it to bring the world closer to perfection? I'll give you an example. You come home, right? You you go shopping. Your Your car is loaded up with groceries. You come home and your neighbor's car is blocking your driveway. We have two choices at that point. We can either what most of us I think would do, get mad, right? Or we can kind of introspect and say, hold on a second, everything in this world is here for me to develop my my character. Maybe this is here to develop my... Patience, if that's something that person struggles with, maybe this is here. <laughs> I see, I see the smile, right? Um, 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 maybe this is here for me to develop my assertiveness, right? Because some people would just be like, okay, fine, I'll just drive, I'll park behind it, and I, I'll, I'll carry everything in. But you know, every every character trait that we have is 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 supposed to be balanced, right? Which again is an, is a story for a, another time, right? Does it ever happen, right? And, and what what is the real goal of that per- that person parking in front of your, your driveway? Because think about how many things have to line up in order for that, for you to pull up there, right? You have to decide to go shopping at this particular time. Your neighbor has to decide to park there, right? And we don't know why, why they did it, right? So many things have to line up in order for this situation to be in your life, right? Does it ever happen that that sort of situation happens and we kind of... Don't realize the true potential of that opportunity. We don't All ever time. have, <laughs> right? The time, ty- the one or two times in our life where we kind of realize, okay, this is an opportunity for me to grow. Is like you're winning, right? This is it. This is it, right? So, so when we talk about this, the the Hebrew word for this mitzvah is Lo right? You should not have any other gods in our lives, right? And we look at it and we're like, check, really. Really, let's look at it deep more deeply, right because we what what's really it's saying is that don't attribute power to anything other than God, right think about think about think firstly think about if you if you were able to do that for an entire hour, right? you were able for one entire hour um a, able to live with that focus of like everything that happens is from God for my good, right? Think about how we would react.
3: Yes. Well, when you said don't give power to anything but God, what I immediately thought about was, if we do that, then God loses greatness. I mean, does that make sense? I don't know. Like, if we give power to everything everything else, then God is just another
1: another
3: God. Yes.
1: Yes, and and yeah. yes, you're you're so yeah. right, and and the 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 um you're you're raising a very good point, right? When if, if I'm going to say when, right? Because I think we all do this. I think this is something, and and again, this is the point of these six mitzvahs, right? They're, they're mindsets that we have to can constantly work on because they will change our lives if we if we the, the more we we in, in, incorporate them into into our lives, right? When we give power to other things right we give power to our co-worker who drives us crazy or we give power to our <laughs> um, um to our, our 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 neighbor who always shares the best gossip with us right or we give power to you know the child that irritates us or or whatever it is right or, or the snow that likes stopping me from getting out of bed in the morning whatever it is the minute we give power to everything we are losing focus with forgetting what we are here in this world to do any 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 questions any thoughts um um before we move on okay so i'm going to throw out a question to you okay cuz it all sounds great until we realize that hashem god put us into a world and we do live very pragmatic lives right Go back to your neighbor who's parked in front of you. thing. We don't just sit in the car. We're, and we're not just, we're not supposed to kind of just sit in the car and say, okay, this is supposed to happen. Maybe I'm supposed to sit in my car until my neighbor drives off. No, no, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to, in a very nice, polite way, ask your neighbor to move the car or whatever it is, right? Or, or, or figure out what's going on. God forbid someone gets sick, we go to a doctor, right? So why is it, why is it that, Hashem wants us to live such pragmatic lives. Why is it that Hashem wants us to 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 do all the practical things, right We have to you know someone who says, okay, you know what I don't like my job, but you know what if God wants me to have the money, he'll have my money, I'm quitting that's not no you <laughs> can't do that right i'm sorry right like i wish we could right <laughs> just like quit the job go to hawaii right and 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 think like no we have to do what we can to do it so why does god do it why does god put us in a world where we have to live with such pragmatic live such pragmatic lives
2: and he's how we learn it forces us to get a lesson
1: okay yes yes you you hit the nail on the head right there right because again what's the purpose yes well done do you say
2: that in america
3: <laughs>
1: it's okay i can have more than one teacher's pet okay <laughs> uh, and we can we can rotate every week someone else can be the teacher's thing <laughs> um what was what was i need to say right so yes you're right right every single thing is supposed to refine ads, right and being responsible is part of the character traits that we want right if you just think about it like if you were hiring someone if you were dating someone if your child was dating someone if you were like looking for a friend do we want someone who's not responsible no absolutely right like sometimes that are not irresponsible people are very fun but when it comes down to real (laughs) relationships right a real relationship in any way whether it's work or or friends or anything we want someone responsible you tell me you're going to show up at a certain time I want you to show up at a certain time right you tell me you're going to do the thing I want you to do the thing so being living a practical life forces us or should force us to take responsibility. And that's why um, Hashem, Hashem kind of um put us in a world that um that we that we have to be practical. Let's kind of take it practically, right? Right. Let's kind of look at it practically and look at what's the difference between someone who has or who is working towards incorporating this idea, right? that you know bringing the power of god focusing that everything that happens is because god is sending it to me for me right for my for my growth what what does what is waiting for a bus what is a person who is again we're going to call it an idol worshiper even though that's not the traditional definition of an idol worship right what it is is that we're looking at the the person who the, the, the principle behind it, right? The the principle behind, again, the principle behind the idol worship is that the person wants the thing, right? In those days, it was livelihood and health. What is it nowadays? What do you think most people? Money. Money and? Oh. Health. Health. Money is not enough, though, because if you tell someone who's just graduated college, I've got you a job, that's fantastic great pay, and you're going to have to work really hard, what are they going to say?
3: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: Exactly, right? I'll take it as, a, a, it. maybe I'll take it if it's a step up, but we do, at the end of the day, want to have success and comfort, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of like so, so much what drives behind, um, so much of, of, of the things that distract us, right? So for us nowadays, we want, we want success, we want comfort right now someone is waiting for a bus right if the goal is comfort and success and by the way I want to ask you something is there anything wrong with wanting comfort and success no there's nothing wrong the problem happens the challenge happens when the comfort and success becomes the ultimate and we forget that what actually is the ultimate goal What is the ultimate goal? Connection to God, becoming a better person, right? Refining our character, uh, our character, bringing the world closer to perfection, right? So there's nothing wrong with it, but it's it's when that becomes the end goal, that is the problem, and that's exactly the problem of idol worship, right? Is that the the material thing is the end goal, right, rather than it being a means to connection with god to bettering ourselves to bettering the world around us right so someone who's waiting for a bus someone who where the ultimate goal is what would they do
3: you hope the bus comes you hope the bus (laughs) comes you'll check your app
1: right you'll you know and if you see it's not coming you'll order an uber etc right you'll do all those things right what someone who is focused that there is a god and everything that happens is 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 from God for me. What are they going to do? Be patient. They'll do all those things before that we said, right? Yeah. Check the app. Uh, uh, um wait for it. You know, maybe order an Uber,
3: and
1: they'll bring God into the picture. They'll say to themselves, they'll think to themselves, "What can I learn from this, right? What is it? What is it that I can I can do better? I can, you know, um." um do in order to bring the world um, to to uh, closer to perfection do you see the difference do you see do you, do you see like how powerfully different it is right um when 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 a person focuses on on this so that they don't attribute power to anything else right because the person sitting at the bus stop most of us again are are going to think to ourselves oh it's so frustrating that the bus is not here right very few of us are going to tap into that moment. A very few times in our life, we're we going to tap into that moment and think, hold on a second, what can I learn from this? What can I do? What, what can I incorporate into my life because of it? Um, Any questions, any thoughts? Promise. Okay. Yes, sorry. I
3: was Go just going to say, just with... um. I have three children, and they really do. I think they live their lives. They they think about this in all of their daily actions. I truly, each one of them, I just That's see them, and, and I respect them so much. I can learn. You know, I try to learn from them because you know, God. They're always thinking that God's in control, and and He has a power, and I'm I'm just it's going to be okay. They don't overreact to things. <laughs> you know i grew up just overreacting to everything in the world um and i have to i and i learned from them so I, I feel very fortunate all of them they really do mm-hmm. and
1: i i love i love what you said that they don't overreact right because that that is it right like it, it's besides for all the good that it hopefully brings into our life it's also better for us right because we don't overreact right like it's like oh okay fine this, this this, this, is happening for a reason right so yeah um thank you okay let's talk again let's let's bring it back again closer to our, our life right so the ta- the Tama talks about the idol within us right sorry i don't know if you, you knew this but apparently we all have an idol within us yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> yes very sweet right so what um um what what does it what what does it mean to have an idol within us?
3: Believing in ourselves.
1: Not necessarily, because again, <laughs> no believing in ourselves is not necessarily um a, a good a bad thing. And interestingly enough, sometimes the biggest problem oh, we have is a bad thing. thing. The idol within you, yeah.
2: oh, yes. Okay. Is um, it like your ego and like yourself self-serving yes. to yourself
3: versus yes.
1: to the opposite? Yeah, yeah So how how does this relate to idol worship? And 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 it's it's interesting because it can show up in the most bizarre places, right? Like holy gatherings and this will show up, right? What is it kind of what how does it relate to this, right? How does ego relate to this, right? Because what's going on really is let's say you have someone who's, you know, putting a committee together, right? To do something for a, a chesed, right? Or, or, or whatever, right? And and then and then they kind of, you know what, like we should, there's someone that wants to be on the committee or someone who is already on the committee and they're like, we should be, we 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 should, we should continue the committee without that person. Right? Is that a nice thing to do? No. Is that a correct thing to do? Okay. Barring exceptional circumstances, usually it's not. Usually there's an ego um, 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 conflict going on there, right? What's going on there? How, how does how does the person get derailed? How does the person who is in it for the right reasons, right? They're in it because they want to do good, and yet they end up harming this other person. How does it happen? It's because that there's that kind of that little voice that tells this person you're right you you want to you, you want to do good but this is how you should be successful right and if you boil it down what the what the what that voice what that ego is kind of saying is that yes it's true that god gave us the torah which teaches us how to behave right and teaches us how to really get success but in this instance this is how you should do it right it's kind of like this is the area that kind of God is, is outside of God's control. And and I think we, we, it's so deeply inculcated in our society that it seeps into us, right? Because we, we kind of, you know, we think cheaters never prosper, but we don't really kind of think so. When we hear that someone has become wildly successful through doing things that aren't right, right what do we often oh. think is and I, 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 i'm i'm enjoy- <laughs> seeing the nods around the thing right because it's very very relatable what what do we most often think is ultimately there's justice right ultimately there will be justice but i think what we have to un- what we have to understand what we have to keep reminding ourselves is that it doesn't work right you see the financial meltdown in, when was it 2008 i think it was right mm-hmm. people that had amassed these Um, amazing fortunes all of a sudden were nothing overnight right we have to understand that these other ways of getting success do not work they really really do not work even if it looks like they do right god makes it look like they do so that we have free choice but really they don't work it's not just that they don't work because does that mean that
2: eventually they lose their money or something I mean, like what does it mean it doesn't work? It means apparently it looks like it working. looks
1: like it works, right? So let's say someone mm-hmm. cheats, right? And it looks like they're becoming wealthy from that cheating. What we have to understand is that they they it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't work. They they are not that money is just a thing that that comes and often oftentimes just goes, right? You know, we 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 put so much focus on 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 our money, and and we live in a world where again, you have to be responsible with it, right? But it's do really we know what's going to happen with our money? Like you know, like things can kind of come and go, right? So yeah, it looks like right now they 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 they're, they're being successful. You know, yeah, uh, go no, ahead. Sorry,
3: sorry, you go. reminded me of um a time I don't know years ago. It was, I was visiting a camp or something somewhere. And um, I just wanted to meet different people on the staff. And I started talking to this one guy. And it turned out he's like a billionaire. And they are like, huh? Like, what, why are you working here? And I said, oh, well, you know, I like to work with kids and stuff. And then I asked him, started talking about, well, uh, how does how does your Sadaka work when you know you have so much money? And he said, "What?" <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he didn't know what I was talking about. I said, "Charity, you know, I'm giving money to." Ch- oh no, I have to keep my money. Mm. And when we finished the conversation, I went. This guy is not happy. He's not happy with his life. I asked him, you know, different things and. He was not. He always he wanted the experience, but
1: he also wanted to get out and get more money. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting because we I think we see that nowadays we are the generation that has, um, you know, the most wealth, the most comfort, and a truckload of 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 problems as well, right? Depression. Addiction, depression, anxiety, right? All these mm-hmm. things that it's. You know, we think wealth and comfort is going to give us what we want, and we keep chasing it, and it doesn't fill that hole, right? Because,
2: yeah, I was going to say, I also think it doesn't, but going back to what you said, it, it's not always about money. So, the example shocking that popped into my head <laughs> yeah. immediately um this is going to have a very strong piece. Judgment attached to it, so I just Mm -hmm. preface with that. (laughs) When I was in, yeah, shocking, right? Um, When I was in college, um, I I was a first year student and I was ahead, um, because of work I did in high school, and so I didn't know exactly how to navigate well with my professors, so we had to do this big experiment for genetics. There are four of us. Two people didn't take it very seriously. They killed all the flies on the first day. And to get these back, it's a very long process. It takes up a, a lot of days and the flies can only be for twenty, uh, for 12 hours. Otherwise they breed it and it's messed up. So the other two of us had to divide up every 12 hours. We tried to get the other people to help. They refused to help all of this. I, I asked the professor I was babysitting for, how do I handle this? She says, tell the head of the class. So I tell him and he tells me, just work it out. <laughs> and I was like,
3: okay. okay. So was the other known.
2: person and I who were doing it, we worked it out. I didn't get to have spring break. I didn't, it's because you had to be there every hour. And at the end, these other two people were like, where's the data? Like, what data did you generate? We did it all. So they went to the professor and he said, "Karen, okay, you have to give them the data. I said, but I told you in the beginning. And so he explained over to me, so this is where like my growth from. He said, clearly I didn't understand the whole picture. You have to come back with something this severe. And I thought, well, I just told you the one time. Okay, I have to be more aggressive about this. So all the lab reports, you just pick them up in the lab, right? So to find mine, I unfortunately had to see the reports from the other people who only got slightly less grade than I did. So this is my first year of college. I nursed the anger for a while.
3: Yep. <laughs> I did not have yep. to
2: grow. My senior year, I was in the dean's office taking care of something. And out of the corner of my eye, there comes the huge judgment. I see one mm-hmm. of those other two people who didn't participate. And she looks like eight, nine months pregnant. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, there, it came back around <laughs> um, right. because it's it like a power institution where everybody's going into their jobs and things like that. And I thought, oh, you now have a detour from this path. So, you got a judgment. Not what I do- I just was like, things go around and come around, and you're going to behave like that. I, it came back in a different way. But yeah, I, I don't know. That was the thing that jumped right to my mind when you said, like, how does it all? that it was like because you don't always see that but I guess you assume that even in the next life that they're gonna but yes there is, there is there
1: and, is and and I really really like what you said as well Cheryl about you know we think like if you ask people if you drill this down and, and sometimes I do that because and in, in, when, when I'm coaching someone like why do you want wealth why do you want comfort right that's not usually the ultimate thing right like there's usually something deeper that we want, right? Whether it's happiness, whether it's to feel purposeful, whether it's to feel, right? It, it's not, it's not enough. So we might think, right, that person who cheats to get money, they're not usually doing it just because they want the money, right? The money is a means to something else for them, right? If you sat down with them and said, like, why do you want that money? Because I want money, right? but why what will, how will that change your life right there's something that the money will give them right and eventually you'll drill down to something that 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 it's doing it in in the wrong way is not going to feed that need right because someone who okay you build this amazing organization by stepping on other people's toes do you really go home and sleep comfortably at night do you really feel great about yourself But as you're saying
2: this, I'm also thinking, like, part of the reason you experienced that and part of the things that I see that's like, it's for my own growth. It's really for me to be able to not worry about if they're going to get what they deserve, but more about me learning from that and not being like that or not even being paid by it so right uh, part of it
1: is also
2: for yeah us, and, i think
1: yeah and part of it is for us as well absolutely and also part of it is is we're not always going to see it because if every single time someone cheated or didn't show up to the project or didn't put, put it in we would see right away oh you know they're derailed then it wouldn't be a choice like why would i want to do that right the reason why it's so alluring is because it looks like it works and it's easier <laughs> right it's so much easier to just like Okay, you guys do it, and we'll take the report at the end of it. And okay, so I'll get a B instead of an A. Still worth it if I don't do it. Have to put in all the work, right? It looks like it works, and it looks like it's so much easier working on ourselves, and is is harder, right? So, so that's 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 the internal one, right? That's one of the internal ones, and the second internal one is one that you may or may not have encountered in your life before. I have. Maybe once or twice, right? And it's the one that's called, I can't. Anyone ever experience that feeling of like, I can't? Funny. <laughs> yes, like all the time, right? Like, I can't, right? What's wrong with it? I can't. What's wrong with it? How, how does this, you know, like, what's got to do with idol worship? Bro? What's wrong with feeling like I can't?
2: Because you don't trust that you have the support to be able to do whatever that thing is.
1: And when you talk about support, what what are you talking about?
2: Well, if it like Hashem or that that support, well, I guess when we go back to the top, like everything is coming down from that. So then there's that support that's provided maybe at something from the community or yeah. something.
1: Yeah. And and why is that problematic? Exactly. Why is that problematic is because I want to ask you a question. We're all here, right? We're all here because we all got out of bed in the morning, right? Getting out of bed in the morning is, is two parts, right? There's alarm clock rings, noises in the house, whatever it is, you wake up. And then you make a choice to get out of bed, right? And then you get out of bed. The fact that we all got out of bed and were able to walk. What's that? Who's that? Who, who? Who's who did who did that? We
3: sure. did that.
1: So what we, part? What done. part did we do?
2: We, we get the choice to get yes. out of bed and be
1: yes yes. So there are t- there are, there are kind of like kind of three things that are 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 the, um I can't remember who says it but they put it very very well. There are kind of three different types of business, right? There's our business. There's other people's business. And it's God's business, right? We take something as simple as getting out of bed, right? What's our business? Moving our body. Not even moving our body.
3: That's my sham, that's a sham. exactly.
1: To... Exactly. Um, yeah, I remember once um um I did my back in, right? And I tried to get out of bed and I could not get out, I couldn't move, right? It's um it's it's a very it's a very humbling experience when you when, when you when you have to experience that. But so what part of it is is our part? If 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 it's not even the getting out of bed, what part of it is our part? Is our business the decision? The decision to do it yeah. right. And this is so important to know is that in life, the only thing, the only thing really that we are responsible for is the decisions we make. And I'm talking specifically about the, the the moral choices that we make, the moral choices that we make, right? Then, now, now if you're saying I can't, right? If I, you're saying I can't, then what are you saying? Is you're saying I can't make a good choice? If you take away the ability to make choices, what are we left with? That's Nothing. Much nothing, the whole point, um, the whole point to um, life is the moral choices we make, right, so when we say I can't, what we're saying really is like either I don't believe that God is going to get, has the power to to do this, right, I'm not, I don't believe that God's going to give me the ability to get out of bed, well, Judaism teaches us that God can do anything, right, Or I don't believe I have the the power to make the the correct moral choice in this situation. But if you take away the power to make the correct moral choices, you're left, we're left with nothing. And that's why it's such a damaging thing. Okay. So let's let's sum up what we did. And yes, anyone that that is um, joining us now, we are going to be saving it on Instagram. And I'm also going to be, um, please God, uploading it to my podcast. Let's sum up. Okay. Living with focus is something I think that we all kind of struggle with because that's the way God, Hashem created the world, is that life distractor, right? We're here for a holy purpose, and part of that that, that battle is trying to stay focused on it. We have to understand the principle behind the second mitzvah of not believing is, is not attributing power to anything other than God, right? And when we can sort of bring this into our life, Right. And as I'm, I said, or I think before, and as I'm going to continue to say, this is these, any of these principles are not like you either are or you're not. They're all a continuum. And it's not a once you hear a once and then you're done mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Right. These are things that we continually have. that we continually have to make um, in our life is is that we have to attribute everything back to the source. Right. Everything that is happening is happening to us. Uh, sorry, it's happening for us from God, in order to help us do our part to bring the world to perfection, right? And some of the ways that this that this this distraction shows up is when our ego gets involved, right? When we kind of feel like, yes, but there's another way to do it, right? There's another way to get success. Again, we have to know, we we have to attribute all the success back to the back to the source right and when we feel like i can't right so how and 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 by the way i think that i can't is the hardest one it's the one that that perhaps we struggle with the most how do we do it so i'm going to give this is the homework that i'm going to give you this week okay and start by looking at the things that we accomplish with our body right whether it's getting up in the morning whether it's getting out of bed whether it's walking whether it's whatever it is something small something big and remembering What part was mine and what part was God's, right? Because the more we remember to attribute things to God, the more we are going to focus on our part, on our business, which is the moral choices that we make, right? The more we kind of feel like, you know what? I got out of bed this morning. I made the moral choice to get out of bed, right? Mm -hmm. And it was the good choice, right? Right. God gave me the physical energy to walk, right? The more we can kind of say, thank you, God, for giving me the, um, the the physical energy. Yes, it might be quite a humbling experience when we realize like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm totally reliant on Hashem to give me the energy to walk. But it also f- helps us focus on what's our part, right? Which our part is the moral choices that we make. So, homework. Try once, twice, three times, three times for extra credit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, a day to to mm-hmm. to remind yourself what what when you when you accomplish something, what was my actual part in it, right? Mm-hmm. The choices you made, the moral choices. And by the way, when when we when we make um good moral choices, we should feel good about it, right? We're supposed to take pleasure and and enjoyment in it. So that that's your homework for for um um this 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 week and way, i'm going to end with with, with, a, with a with a story if anyone has to go you can go because i know we're over time but um when we're, a person's able to do this that's when they're able to bring miracles into the world right we spoke we started off by talking about how um um idol worship brings miracles into the world through um the dark forces when a person focuses on this that's how they can bring miracles there's a story that's told of um the vilna gone and he was a rabbi that lived a couple hundred years ago. And one day he's talking to his his congregants about faith and how when a person has faith in God and they believe in God, they have to do much less. So there's a wagon driver and he hears this thing and he's like, that's fantastic. Right. Faith in God. I no longer, you know, I no longer have to, to, to ride my wagon every day, try and like eke out a livelihood. So he goes home and he sells his wagon. His wife says, "What are you doing? Right? As it is, we're struggling to put food on the table. What are you doing, selling it?" He's like, "The rabbi said, if you believe in God, God will send the livelihood. I don't have to go out anymore." And so he says, "You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the Beit, Beit, Beit Midrash and start studying Torah. I've always wanted to. I'll do it." So he goes, and the wife is like putting her hair out, like, "What fool of a husband did I did I kind of like marry that that that? You know, he he's he's going to the Beit Midrash. He thinks God's going to provide for us." What happens is at the end, um, um he, he comes home and his wife is like, So no, like how are we going to buy food this week? He's like, Don't worry, God will provide. And um, as the story goes, the the person, the the wagon, the horse and wagon come back, right? And it was loaded up with with money. And the story was that um that the person who had bought it used, um, um, loaded it up, but he had, he had earned the money, um, illegally, right, and, um, he's, he's gotten, he, he got into an accident and, and, and was killed, and the horse and wagon was left there, so what did it do? It went back to its owner, right, so the rabbis, the vilagons students came to him and said, I don't know, we don't understand, right, like, we are your closest students, right, we study with you every day, we learn, we take everything you say seriously, right, None of us saw a miracle like that. This guy, he's a simple guy. He's, he spent his first day in the Beit Midrash that day. He gets a miracle? Like, what's going on? So the Vilna the says, yes. You know what the difference is? He went home and sold his wagon, right? Because when you go home and sell your wagon, you, that means that you truly know that money comes from God. You went home, you heard the story, you thought, you incorporated it, you listened to it, but you continue doing the same thing, right? So that that's kind of what what you know the belief is that when 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 someone really understands that the power comes from God, they 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 bring that miraculous energy into our life. Now, for most of us, I don't think we're gonna go home and quit our jobs and like truly and again what we said last week if you're going to quit your job and worry about it then that's that's a hint that you need to do a little bit more work right he was relaxed he was able to go to the Beit Midrash right but the more we can kind of when we accomplish something recognize God's part in it the more we'll become closer to 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 holding on to that mindset that everything that happens happens from Hashem for us.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my new book, Living Beautifully, available on my website, Amazon, or any good Jewish bookstore. And please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. Thank you and have a wonderful day.